It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV begins right now. And guess what, folks? It's practice week. It's football time. It's go time. There's Ira. There's Corey, boys. Good to see you in the other room there. How what up? Everybody what good? up, Jeff? How are you, buddy? Hey, I couldn't be better, man. I'm excited. This is it's finally time. We got, we're gonna have things of substance to talk about. Uh, but we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. Let me just say thanks to Register Sausage for sponsoring the hour. As always, this week they get an extra hearty. Yay, sausage! And also, I want to apologize to Ben and the fine folks at Register Sausage for my misplay last week. I have the sausage links mm. in the fridge. Yeah, sure you do. And I got, I got, you know what? I meant to go back out to the garage to get them out of that fridge for the second hour, but we got so caught up in what we were doing. Yeah. I know we were all so excited about the listener questions, and I just, I didn't do it. I didn't go get them. But they're there, and they're ready. They're the, good. Well, half of them been eaten. Right. This was a, man, a throwback week. I mean, because I usually get, I go down the uh, the the uh, jalapeno cheddar. I like the jalapeno cheddar. Sometimes I do the short links. I mean, I mix mm. it up. I've gotten so much variety. Mm. I haven't gone back to the mm. standard, normal, just straight up smoked pork sausage that we love so much. And we that started this this affair. Yeah, that's right. Had some this weekend. Oh my god! You did a throwback. You did oh, it. You man. did the old it was, school. And, and I started thinking, what if, what if, what have I been doing wrong? What have I been doing wrong all these weeks? Not that it was wrong. Having the other flavors, but but it's I, loving but, the smoked sausage. But I forgot. I forgot the original. It was like uh, the pina colada song. I was like living that out. Uh, I was living that romance out with uh, getting caught in the caught rain. The, rain? Yes. Oh, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to connect the dots of that Just, analogy. I but, think you know, you works. realize what you've got. You, oh, you know, okay. You're, you're not, All right. You know, yeah. branching out oh, and trying to. I see. Okay. Yeah. That song's a bizarre song, by the way. Like, I love my favorite part of that song is that. They just yeah. laugh when they see each other. Like, oh, you were going to cheat on me, too. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Oh, my I, God. I'll be honest with you, Ira. I know the chorus. I haven't listened to the, the substance or the lyrics of that song in my life. Because I'm I'm a red-blooded American male. I don't listen to <laughs> – I'm listening to Iron Maiden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black yeah. Sabbath. Lost somewhere I'm in not time. listening to whoever sings Pina Colada. Yeah. Um, but – Yeah. Rupert yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. He's it was one-hit wonder. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, but by the way <laughs> – the, the getting caught in the rain is the line that everybody sings. Yeah. It's just the getting caught in the rain. That's why I didn't really... even know. I just thought it was a party song. I didn't know it was about two people having an affair. No, see what happens, Corey. All right. All right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Ben's not paying for this. He places a classified ad. Oh. And uh, says all the things he'd like in a, in a romantic interest. Yeah. Okay. All right. That he doesn't find in his current wife. All right. All right. We got it. 
like if you like making love after midnight in the dunes of a cape and she replies she likes all those things too she too wants to be so in the, the dunes chorus of a cape. is a classified ad I mean, and but she replies, she likes all those things too. And then he walks, they walk in, they meet each other at the bar, and it turns out it's her. They were just looking for each other. They were always looking for each other. Mm, okay. So now you're moved. I well, yeah, yeah I didn't know it. I didn't know it spoke like that. That's me, that's me in the uh, the original I sausage. Want, I want <laughs> register meats.com is the website. Ben, you're still paying for this week. You're not getting a freebie just because I I did whatever I just did. Yeah, you no, just hijacked the show. It's Reg- okay. Registermeets.com is the website. You can have it delivered to you. Or if you live it, we got pictures on Twitter this week, friends uh, down in Tampa who were letting us know that they got it in their local grocery store. If you don't have it in yours, you know, just a nonviolent protest. Yeah, don't riot. No. But protest. Yeah. Peacefully. Well, or let, let your voice be heard. Uh, I should note that it is it is you know, practice week. Here we go. It's starting. It's it's time to get excited. We'll be. And for those that are listening and watching right now, this hour is recorded. We owe it to everybody yes. to tell them that has to be guys. We wanted to get together, but we're right now, as you're listening to this at the football luncheon, we are talking, listening to Mike Norvell talk, and then later talking to him and his assistants, uh, enjoying a little bite to eat. What do you think they're going to give us tomorrow, guys? What do you think? Uh, you mean earlier today? Yeah, earlier today. What do you? What I'm, I'm going to say barbecue. Yeah, it's, I think we're. Uh, I think barbecue is the way to go. Standard. Yeah, I think. Um, thing, yeah. But yeah, so but the next hour is live. We're hustling back from the That's luncheon, right. and we're gonna. I'm going to wear the same clothes still. Okay. I like um, that. and we're because I want. I don't want it. Well, I just ruined the charade anyway because I told we told people. But uh, yeah. So the second hour will be live because we'll come back from Norvell. We'll have talked to all the coaches and Norvell and. Um, have some you know live updates for you guys at at two o'clock. Now the three of us are nothing if not professional, and I think everybody would say that. Like if they said, "Well, take Ira and Corey and Jeff, you know, as seminal headlines or separate," what would you say best characterizes? One them? word. Just give us one and word. You say, can't use bald. And they would say, "Yeah," <laughs> or old. They would say professional. Yeah, mm-hmm. professional. Talented might be a word they used to. Um, Ultra talented. Yeah, that's a, that's a hyphenated word, but still. And humble. Yeah. Preternaturally uh, yeah. talented. Yeah. They might say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but so so the point would be uh talented, humble, funny, interesting. Uh yeah, it would be hard to it's, it's you hard. can't you it can't really dice it Professional. Down to one word. We're gonna use professional for okay. now. Uh the point would be though that where the where I was going with this is I the fan in me comes out this week. Not at the event. I'll be professional. But right now, I'm a little giddy, guys. I'm excited. We got the opportunity now to do cool things, uh, not speculate, but report on actual practice and competition. Starting Wednesday, the starting good, tomorrow. The, yeah, all of it, man. It's so exciting. Like, I, And I mean that sincerely because you're always at your wits end as you get to the end of July. <laughs> Everybody's kind of like, all right, man, how many times am I going to guess when Winston Wright's going to be back? How many times can I guess how many wins there are? How many times can I guess the spread of week six's game? Against, you know what I mean? Now we get to go. And I do think it's a little bit magnified this year because you're right. Every year this time, every fan base is excited. Yeah. But I do think it's magnified by the fact that I, we do feel like there's going to be real improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do feel like there's going to be better competition mm-hmm. at some positions. Yeah. There's not in the top 40 exercise, which we did a few weeks ago to kind of fill some of that that time during the summer. You know, it, I think it came to light that, you know, there are a lot of quality football players, maybe not, you know, what you need to be. Or where, elite, they, where Florida yeah. State wants to get to, but you have a lot more quality football players. I think there have been years in the past, last two or three years particularly, mm. where you're looking at it going into the spring, saying, "Man, I don't know who's going to play that position," like because they don't have any good options. 
I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's heartbreaking yeah. when we do it that. Is, that it's it's is. That has happened several times where I'm like, well, he could play the position, but I don't so, know that somebody, that's ideal. Yeah, somebody's going to be lining up there, but whether or not they can actually do anything. But this year, I think for the vast majority of positions, they've got guys that can play. Well, and I, and I also think when it comes to this week and the next four or five weeks until the season starts, what is really cool, and we can never lose sight of this, is because we live the other side of it. Um, it's easy to get excited. Oh, practice has started. Practice has started. And then you get to watch the team stretch. And then you get to hear the head coach talk about how practice was. And that's all you get. Yeah. Here at Florida State, and maybe only at Florida State, we get to watch every second of the practices. So we feel not only are we professional, because everybody knows that. That's been established. Mm -hmm. But we're informed. It's the word that best describes us. But I think informed is maybe the second best word. Yeah. Because we, we get to watch and, and know who's good and who isn't, who's winning a job, who isn't, um, who you should count on, and maybe who you shouldn't. And it's not just coach speak or player speak. Because they're never going to talk bad about a, a kid. I'll still go with preternaturally talented. You like that one? And then, yeah. Then, then probably yeah. Informed. Wildly entertaining is a phrase a that we could use yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, by the way, so something to mention here, it's not just Corey, and you're right, that we get to cover the practices and we have context when we come on shows like this and when you guys write stories, any of it, we're able to give you real context of what we saw. But also, Norvell doesn't seem – I mean, I'm sure it rubs him the wrong way occasionally, but he doesn't really seem to care if we differ in terms of opinions about the personnel, about what we're witnessing. As long as you're not getting into great details about the depth or about injuries or things like that, as long as you follow the rules, he's cool with me coming on or you writing a story or you writing a story about, like, hey, they've got problems at this position or we think so-and-so's going to have to play a lot better this year or I can come on the air and say I don't think they're good enough on the offensive line if I keep it kind of generic like that. He doesn't care. That's fine. You're allowed to differ in your view of each segment group, the team in general. It doesn't I – mean, I'm sure it bothers him occasionally, but for the most part, he's like, yeah, that's fine. We can disagree. Uh, but, you know, come to me if you have anything serious that you want to talk yeah, or about. Be, or be critical because yeah. there are some guidelines, you know, Corey brings up. It is great that we are able to watch practice, but kind of like it was back in the day when Bobby Bowden used to let people in practice and yeah. schools around – it was pretty commonplace for reporters to be at practice even back then – you weren't supposed to write about injuries. You had to ask the head coach about sure. injuries. You certainly weren't supposed to write about trick plays or 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 sometimes depth chart and information, things yeah. like that. But um, you know, but even Mike Norvell has asked us to make sure we don't write about you know, guys being out from practice, guys being sick, those kinds of things, because it could be a, an advantage to their opponents. What he what he, he has explicitly said, what you just said, which is, you know you can be critical of things. You you can have your opinions and we may disagree right. on this player or that position or, or that, you know, that group um, or what we're doing from a philosophy standpoint. But the, the, the two instances where he does want us to ask him first, because it's, it's important information is injuries and depth chart information. Last before spring started uh, coach Norvell tried to send some messages to certain players. One of them was Lloyd Willis. It didn't work, I didn't think, in the spring. And I don't mean that to say that he was wrong for doing so. He was, I think he was trying to light a fire to create a level of competition and a level of play from him that would allow for greater depth and, and perhaps see him take a step forward. I don't, I don't think Lloyd did. Is there, a, is there a player or a segment group where you think you'll get that tomorrow from him? Do you think that he'll use this opportunity to maybe light a fire uh, where he thinks somebody has to step up for this team to have success? Yeah, I mean, he all he he's brought up Jared Jackson, the defensive tackle, the backup defensive tackle, 
a handful of times in the last year and a half about his talent, his ability. And I wonder if he's like going to do that again. Like mm -hmm. if, if this kid is really going to actually ever do something or, or just be a world of potential and not a, a real world um, good football player. But I, I think Jared Jackson can be, and I think he's had some moments, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's one guy out there that you think, um, I don't know the the season and not that I'm saying Jared Jackson or he, and he said that Lloyd Willis, it, it hinged on Lloyd Willis being a good offensive tackle, but I think Lloyd Willis not being great in the spring is the reason that there are two more offensive linemen here, right? Correct. That, that yeah. one, of, the, the one spring, of the reasons. Right? Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I think that my impression of that whole situation was, I think it was kind of like, okay, man, you came in as a project. You hadn't really played football before. You've been here for a couple of years. Here's your chance. Like here's a chance to prove you can do it. And so they try to put him in the fire and see how he would do. Didn't go great. Plus he got, he got injured at some point late in the camp um, in the spring. Um, so, you know, I don't think they've closed the book on him, but yeah, that was a great opportunity for him before they brought in these new guys to, to show what he could do. And he didn't necessarily claim that job. Um, I think he's, it, my guess would be going really challenging the older players to set the standard. You know, I mean, you know what you've got in Jamie Robinson, you know what you've got in Fabian Lovett and Robert Cooper, and those guys can take it. They've been here. They've been through it. I think when you have a team that you feel good about, you're riding those those veterans who can take it, and and because the younger guys will all see that, and that, you know he's not going to come out there and challenge Azari Thomas or somebody like that. I, I don't think. I think it might be some of the one or two of those guys who I just remember, man, when I was in college and covering Florida as a student reporter, Spurrier just went after Kevin Carter this whole mm. camp one year. And Kevin Carter was the a really good player, was a star, an All American. But he just was relentless on Kevin Carter because, again, it just the message it sends to everybody else. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if it's somebody like that that we know is going to play, but he's going to be challenging him. You a lot. think he would ever do that? Real quick, I'm just curious. Think he would ever do that with Jordan? It's Jordan's job. Jordan's under no threat. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's the other way with Jordan. I think they're just still constantly in that building up mode because yeah. he's never had he's never had the opportunity to be to feel good about himself yeah. really and then now that he finally does yeah. maybe it's not the time to be yeah. like we got to have more about our quarterback like you know i think they you got to boost this kid up more than i'm just that. curious what your yeah. thoughts were on that because it's the first time he's ever entered camp as the guy no question everybody yeah. knows it's his team he was confident at acc kickoff he looked like a leader he seemed like a leader he said all the right things i just wondered have we come that far with him? But also, we... I don't want people to misunderstand that Norvell's not criticizing Jordan Travis to his face or behind the scenes. Oh, I just don't yeah. think publicly he would, because Jordan Travis is not beloved publicly by the Florida State fan base. I mean, I think Florida State fans appreciate him, but I, I, I would think he would not want to kneecap him by coming out and giving fodder for those people that, that have a problem with Jordan. But behind closed doors, he might very well and should. I mean, he's a coach. Mm. So, I mean, you got to play better. This is not acceptable. I think there's... I think he'll challenge them, but maybe not do it publicly. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho, 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 horizons, it took, bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. <laughs> I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like, like Al Jarreau or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great you jingle, from gang. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. you damn right it is. Tallahassee, mm. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. 
It's uh man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio, <laughs> never in mind person, the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working. At and Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food. I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song, but with, you have to sing it like I do. And with, tell them Corey's with a bar tab. Yes. It's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It's it incredible. Growing. They're yeah. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. But this is the kind of fun that we're able to have uh, now that camp is beginning, and we get to watch this actual position battles. We were just talking during the before the break uh, about Jordan Travis and which guys he's going to lean on and, and, and who he'll, you know, uh, look to lead this team and I, they do have a lot of experience at key positions they do have a ton of guys that have played a lot of football and gone through an awful lot can't say enough about a guy like coop uh coop is an interesting player a fun player he's going to be a vital player to this team he's a vocal player he leads by example jamie robinson's another one i i, I thought it was pretty interesting to watch tata bethune take over the kind of almost leadership role at linebacker in in one spring Right. Uh, he wasn't afraid to talk immediately. No, neither was Jared Burst. Correct. So yeah. they got guys who have some alpha in them right off the bat. They're not afraid at all. They walked in here, transfer or not, they were ready to go. Offensively, you know, you wonder who that guy is because uh, because Jordan's not that vocal. He's going to have to lead by example and get more and more confident. Uh, I don't know that you have. Uh, maybe oddly, could be a transfer like Michael Micah Pittman. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking about him and just I'm curious to see what he looks like now. Versus the spring because we talked about it on your show yesterday, mm-hmm. the wildly popular Jeff Hammer mm-hmm. show. Yeah, weekdays. That yes. that those transfers. How long did he have you on yesterday? It's a good six minutes, I think, maybe six and a half minutes. Okay, it's, we're you know, at the time of year where it's not necessary about to quality. prattle on. We've got real stuff to get to. I know. I just figured Iro is one of the guys that's real. <laughs> like he's one of no, he's no, the I, real because I respect his time. Oh, I know okay, that I starting. You. I know that starting today. At the time that people are listening to this, the, the we've got things like real sub- substantive things. Like I said, so I when he's on to... next week, when he's on next week on Monday, yeah, could be seven minutes. It could end up being a half an hour. No, you, know, you, you just said you there's so know. much t- time to talk no, no, about. No, no, there's no. There'll enough... be things. We'll have to go one by one oh, items okay. as opposed to. Speculative. You're not going to be on half an hour. You'll be on five or six minutes. I was just trying to do the math in my head because you used to be on 20 minutes, right? When it was a three-hour show. Sometimes, sometimes 15. No, you I'd know, say I'm going to go ahead and just day. Hard, I'm going to say may average it was probably 18 minutes. You no, were. no, he never averaged yeah. 18 minutes. Of course he did. Four yeah. to four twenty. No, the he... first break, he'd be there till the first break. I used to listen religiously. <laughs> you have yeah. lost you know? your damn mind. I also was just thinking this week. I was oh, I was listening to an interview. Um, shoot, it was an interview with Boomer Esiason on mm. one of the sports media podcasts. And he was talking about when he first started doing radio full time mm-hmm. when he took over I miss the show, I guess. It's four hours. With the, was cr- like, with the criminal that uh yes, is Craig Carton, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of good talk about him. But you used to do four hours a day. I did. Which is just I mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Now you cut that in half. <laughs> Unreal. I was just thinking about it. I remember when you went from four to three and I was like, What the heck, Jeff Cameron? Yeah, let me tell you something. Now he does like, you know, it's right. an hour and a half. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you how that went too, by the way. I had no stature whatsoever until I started to get some good ratings and people began to know about the show. But something happened that emboldened me. I did well at the exact same time 
<laughs> that Rush Limbaugh and Jim Rome told their respective employers, two very successful individuals in the broadcast industry, that they were no longer going to do four hours, that they were going to do three hours. And so. So four hours was kind of a standard. It was back- kind of a standard yeah. back in the day. But being young, brash, a little cocky after a couple of good ratings books, I decided, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. Rush Limbaugh and Jim Rome yeah. were and I'm in there, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in, in that, that company. Realm. Yeah, least, you know, my it's all relative. I'm in that frat. I walked in and told Lee Bowen, and he didn't like it. And I said, uh, "Rest in peace, Lee Bowen." I said, "Lee, I'm I'm cutting this to three hours." He was like, "Excuse me," and I I was just bold enough to go, "Yeah, no, we're we're doing three. We're doing three. Can't do four yeah. anymore." And he goes, "Plus six to seven in Tallahassee. It's not. I get it. I get having a six to seven hour in Atlanta because you're stuck in traffic for yeah. an extra hour. Well, hell, you might go LA till ten p.m. Also, Boston. and that was the a.m. twelve seventy. Yeah. So you lose it. Like you yeah. lost it at night when the yeah. power went down. Yeah. I I brought that yeah. up. Believe me, I had ammunition. And then eventually they were like, "Well, we, what are we going to do? Guy was only doing three hours. Yeah, that was yeah. Now you're down to two. Yeah. Next year it'll be so a year, half hour. Next year I'll do ten minutes. Yeah. Get in and I'll be on for twelve Sarah seconds. I'll be on thirty seconds. Yeah. Say your piece, Iro. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. We got now it. I can't even remember what I told you yesterday on your show. I, I can't remember. It what couldn't we... have been long. You didn't have a lot of topics to bring oh, up. Oh, I, no, it was the point about what we what we saw of those guys. A lot of times, you know, transfers. We there's a lot of expected transfers. And they had they brought in a big bunch of them before the spring. So we saw those guys in the spring, and Trey Benson was real impressive, and different guys were impressive. Micah Pittman was impressive. But now they've been here for four more months. Yeah. So, so they could be much further along than what we saw from them in the spring. So I'm excited to see that. Further along, you mean physically? Is that what you're talking both, about? Or just ever all and, of and comfort. Because yeah, like yeah. Micah yeah. Pittman comfort is a big deal. Because he mentioned Micah Pittman, and I'm thinking, you know, he came on. I thought he kind of came on as the spring went on. Yeah, and then certainly his moment in the spring game where he demanded to go back on the field. I thought that was it was it was almost like he was taking some ownership of the offense, yeah. which is hard to do as a as a transfer in your first few months on campus. He may come into practices now Correct. feeling like a leader that you didn't necessarily see for all of spring. I wonder what his how his personality because he does have a personality and a big one, but he's also he he's only been here you know six months seven months. California kid, right? Um, how that's going to mess. I think he was born in Tampa. Sure. Somewhere. Somewhere but, but his father was mo- playing running back in right. Tampa. Yeah. But, was you know, uh, and how that's going to mesh with, with the, like, I get, you know, Bethune and Burst. I don't know. I, I just, because wide receivers are always kind of viewed as prima donnas a little bit. They're not really leaders. You know, typically, you don't think of a wide receiver as being a, yeah. a, a, a leader of an offense. Unless they're extremely physical. Yeah, and they're a nose to the grindstone kind of receiver. Like Antoine Bolden could be a leader. Yeah, and I think Rashad was because Rashad was the guy that came out when Jameis was having his issues off the field. Rashad was the guy that said, "Look, we're done with that. Like, you have to be, you have to be, you know, every you have to be a leader if you're going to be the quarterback." Rashad was really hard on Jameis. Yeah, oh, sure. After he got in some trouble, so yeah, yeah th- those guys can have that role. But too. again, I, I just Rashad had been here three years, right? right. Or three years. This kid's been here seven months, so I, I just wonder about that dynamic when it comes because that's the one question I have, and not that it's a big question. If you're talented, you're talented. But who who are the vocal guys on the offense? They don't. They're not loaded with them. Your well, quarterback's yeah, a lead by example guy. He's not going to dress down anyone in front of the team. He's not going to yell at people, and that that's not exactly the only way you can be a leader. But there just don't seem to be a lot of you have a couple of vocal, interesting characters. You're right. Micah has a big personality. I don't know that I would love uh, to hang around him. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a 51 year old man, but I'm saying uh, Micah's, he definitely, you know, carries uh, uh, 
well, he, he's got pizzazz. But he, I mean, he has a, he has a he's a uh, an influencer. <laughs> he is an influencer. Yeah, I know. He, and his, a, he, and, yeah. he and his girlfriend have a very popular YouTube well, channel. Where she end up? Tra- she didn't transfer here, did no, she? No, she went somewhere else. I mean, what in the world, Micah? Dylan, well, he's not hosting. I don't think it was his fault. I mean, I think they were trying Either to Either way, out. he's not hosting recruits when they come in to visit. I, he couldn't get his girlfriend to cut. Florida State has a lot of openings on their women's basketball team. This was a top 20 player in the country. Transferred so you Florida. know for a fact that Brick Wyckoff wanted her. Uh, of course, yeah. Come okay. On, all right. Come on. Dylan Gibbons is another guy with a big personality and fancies himself a broadcaster to some extent. Actually plays the role well. But I don't know if he's a leader. I don't know if Mike is a leader. I mean, we don't know. We're asking the question. Cam McDonald is charismatic. Yeah. But but these are guys that are good, but they're well, not you, elite you have players. To, to be an, a leader, yes. to be a leader of a, of a high level leader, you know, a lot of people can say different things, but you, you have be to able perform. To you got to perform and you got to be able to play. Yeah. So they don't have a ton of guys on that offense that have been super productive. They that don't makes have, it difficult. They, I don't think they have any. I mean, you could argue not, again. Dylan Gibbons is a guy who I think he was their best lineman he, last he, year. He, he has been accomplished. Yeah. He's accomplished something. He's accomplished. Well, and Trayshawn, Trayshawn had a nice year. Trayshawn's yeah. a guy with more carries is going to run for eight or 900 yards. I don't, and he, he runs like an alpha. Like he yeah. runs hard and, and he, vicious and violently. And something we never really write about or talk about. But he's one of those guys that, man, that practices every rep. Yes, he yeah. does. He yep. is going to be out there. He It doesn't matter if his ankles are taped or whatever. He is practicing and playing hard, and that's that's leadership. It's weird, though, because a guy like that, I agree, but we think Trey Benson could end yeah. up being the better player. So even a guy like that who plays hard, practices hard, has some what for to him, we agree, that, that which can be a form of leadership. May not even be. He may be usurped. As, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be very complimentary, man. I, I'm not. I mean, I know you and other people based on our top forty have Trey Benson as a. I don't. I'm not. So I like Trey Benson a lot. I just don't know. Do we have? I don't have any idea that he's gonna be a guy that carries the ball 80, 75, 80 percent of the time. I think they're both gonna be used a whole. I lot. think they're splitting a lot, and I think Ward's in there on passing downs a lot. He's gonna get a lot of passes out of the backfield. I don't know if they're gonna do that with Trey, but either way, even if he's usurped as the starter, he's gonna be on the field a ton. He's going to be on the field a lot, so you know he could he could. Did you take do. issue with the word usurp? I like the word. Usurp. I, I saw you kind of you gave me a little quote thing there. You were quoting me, but it usurp. seemed like you were a little annoyed. No, no, I liked it. You yeah. need to use it more often. Well, okay. I I'd like to you usurp Ira on I, those Monday morning interviews. <laughs> I took a exception with him using prima donna because I immediately thought of the message boards where everybody spells it wrong. They all spell P R E. Yeah, how about a little uh, um, the more you know. Like a little public service announcement. If you're on the message boards and you want to spell out pre Madonna, it's not pre like post. It's not the opposite of post Madonna. Which is my favorite. Pre Madonna is P R I. It's correct. M A D O N A, or is there two N's in it? I think there's two. I think there's two. But it's 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 derived from an Italian word, right? Probably, but it's it's all one word. It's prima. P-R-I-M-A, and then done. Get that part right, and then we'll worry about the two ends. I I just cracked. I I didn't realize that this was a common occurrence on the message boards. Oh, yeah. No, Jeff, you need to spend more time on the message boards. I don't spend any time on the message boards. That is clearly apparent. (laughs) Yeah. It's abundantly clear. all time. It's all time. (laughs) Okay. Well, now we know. Hey. Thanks for your service. I do what I can. Those guys are all being There you go. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 
Well, you turn into tune into Seminole headlines. You learn how to spell prima donna. Can I give you another good one? Yeah. So, for all intents and purposes, intense, mm, intensive. intense. It's not intensive. It, no, it's but, intense. But on the message board, oh, buddy, really? we have a lot of intensive purposes, which is oh, uh, I imagine people have a field day. With and also, it's not just message boards. That's Twitter, Twitter that's Facebook. Well, don't don't just. It's no, no. It's just don't not, anchor that, and, and it's not just our message. Council. No, it's, it's not just our yeah. message boards. It's message boards as a whole. But yeah, Twitter is. You know, it's anywhere where you get a massive collection of ignorance. Yeah, it's well, just yeah. Sometimes when you're typing, you're not thinking about what that word. Well, really and if you is. haven't heard it correct, I I thought my whole life that it was uh the ghost is clear, instead of the coast. Yeah, didn't make sense, right? Because ghosts oh, are clear, but ghosts are clear. So my it probably until I was in college, maybe after, I would say the ghost is clear. You can. You want to do one more and we'll context. move on so that we don't sound like a bunch of I'm arrogant good. a-holes? No, that's it. That's, it. that's just it. You don't that's want to do one more? No, no. I mean, I was, I was going to give you one more. on him. Oh, I thought you were asking me to do one more. Yeah, that was all me. I was there. I was the ignorant uh, one. Everybody out there for this type up, it's I couldn't care less. Correct. Yeah, that one's yeah. a tough one. It's not yeah. tough. It's the Guys, it's I couldn't care less. Yeah. Correct. All right. Now we're moving along here. We're moving hey, along. I had a question <laughs> for you guys I was thinking about Um, with the news of Jeremy Pruitt. In the news over the last couple of days, which shocked Shocking nobody. Development. Yeah. <laughs> was it good or bad for Florida State that he left when he did? Wow, I love it. See, I've always felt like he would not have been able to rein those kids in. I, I don't think. I mean, man, I don't know. I'll say they this. respected him, man. They did. They did. But and he, and he was good when he was here. But you had, had to. Be, you you had some talent. stuff with him. You had some stuff that you had to deal with. But I and you still were think always going to. That was never going to change. If he had been, so he says he stays the DC until 2016. So we had a good defensive team in 2015. Yeah, and a terrible one in 16 that, yeah, that gave yeah. up 100 to Lamar Jackson. So well, uh, a lot of people did that year, and that team quit uh, too. Sure, but maybe they don't with him. Maybe well, they quit because of Jimbo. Though. And that was my point. But maybe Jeremy the... helped. Maybe there's a more of a culture on that defense. No. if Jeremy's there instead of Charles Kelly. But that's what I think. I, where I do think he would have helped a lot, certainly in 2014, is talking to some of the DBs we've talked about before during that season. Ronald Darby, PJ Williams, some of those guys—they were, were kind of at the NFL. They were not. They were looking at the NFL, but they also weren't necessarily totally sold on what they were doing because they didn't have the same confidence in Charles Kelly that they did. They would have had in Pruitt. Yeah, so he I think didn't command the room. Sure. There's some validity there, but the fact that that team just didn't come out prepared to play games—that's on Jimbo. And that oh, wasn't sure. just the defense. That was the whole team. Well, There's never, a reason they were down 21 points in like half the games. The oddity was that Jimbo was, you know, it, it, with his weekly meetings with us, would say things like, you know, I've done everything I can. I've read books about how championship teams, right. uh, you know, keep it together the next year and inspire each other. And well, Nobody's he, writing books about how he did it in no, 2014. No, no he talked true. about reading Phil Jackson's book yeah. and all these other. And I'm like, okay. But he led the year with that. Yeah, and if you recall, I remember walking out of that press conference going, "This ain't good." He knew. Yeah, he knew that everybody was had their eye on the NFL, and he. I wonder he'd never admit it. We'll never know. I wonder if he knew that he had lost the locker room already. They were just so uber talented that they got away with it. They went undefeated. Yeah. That's the thing we always laugh about. I mean, they were they were down in every game. It seemed spotting like they, teams touchdowns like yeah. like three and four. It was crazy. Yeah. And then they would go win. I mean, none crazier than the Louisville game where Jameis tackles forces a fumble after throwing the pick. But I mean, that is in, that's an insane season uh, in retrospect. And it gets lost in the shovel because they got blown out by Oregon in a game where they fumbled the ball away. But so I don't um, know that Jeremy Pruitt changes that. Is all I'm saying. I, I agree. I, maybe I, I and I don't I don't know that I know that he would have um i just feel like that guy 
is such a lunatic off the field. Like, remember, he got into he got into like a fist fight in Athens, I think, when he was working with Mark Rick. I think they had a coaching. Um, this was like that next yeah, yeah. year, 2015. He had to leave there, and then all the stuff at Tennessee. Now, um, he is such a let's just I shouldn't call him a lunatic. Mercurial, loose cannon, Ooh, a little bit of a loose that's cannon. Mercurial is a great to one too. It's also good. a daring word to use in a podcast or a, a radio program because you can mess that word up. Yeah, that's hard. It's not easy. And um, that mu- but people keep hiring him. Big schools keep hiring. Well, he not must, anymore. No, he's done yeah. now. But he's well. No, he's not. He'll well, be a DC he's done in for college. someone. He's done in college. Yeah, but he must be so talented as a coach. Like I think we. They, that was a very talented football team he had in twenty thirteen. He had a lot of talent. But he's still really good at what he does. And I think Florida State would have been better off on the field, having Jeremy Pruitt around for the next three years. It's just off the field. You wonder where that where that train wreck would have ended i think i mean that guy good grief where that was headed was always going there i don't care who stayed who left it was always going where it ended up which was maybe he would have taken over for jimbo no it was always headed to a christmas tree on the corner yeah there was no that we were never going to see it go any other way and and what was weird about it was when you took a step back in the midst of all that winning 29 straight all the stuff that was happening I think we knew it. I think we could see that the wheels were about to come off the tracks, that things were problematic behind the scenes. What's weird is to bring it back to now, the opposite is true in the sense that this group all believes, all buys in, plays hard for each other. They like Mike Norvell. You can tell they like Mike Norvell. They believe in Mike Norvell. I've watched both professional and personal interactions that Mike has had with his team collective. I've seen that happen. Um, So what really helped me look at that situation and say, oh, man, he's got the locker room was when I did the spring game with them being at his house. Man, those guys were getting choked up talking to Mike, man, when he was they were thanking him uh, for for helping change the culture. I don't think anything's changed in that regard. Like they still look up. Now they want to win. Now everybody wants to win. I think it's stronger than it was then. But I but I do think that is very true that. The wins have to come. You got to win, man. Yeah. I mean, because you can love a guy all day long, but getting your head kicked in football is hard. Yeah. Practicing football sucks. It sucks. I don't care if you love the game, it sucks. And if you go and lose time and again, despite doing everything they ask of you, you could love the coach. It doesn't matter. At some point, you're broken. So they got the, again, we get back to the overriding theme. They got to win. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, I feel like they will. I feel like they will. I feel like they're going to make us proud this year. It's the most most positive you've been in a long time. I, like I just I, I don't know why. Maybe it was media day, not being there, obviously, because of my my surgery. I'm I'm all good, guys. By the way, thanks for asking. We already knew that. And thanks. I asked you privately. I don't need yeah. to bring it public here. Oh, and also, if you're wondering why there's a bandaid on my nose, it's because I got a piece of skin. Can you even tell there's a Band-Aid on no, my nose? No, and I was going to say don't do it because nobody can even tell. Well, it's fine. I got, you know, I had skin cancer last year, if you all remember it, and I had another little weird spot come up on my nose, so I got that chop, chopped off before we uh, did the show today. So Yeah, you're good. It's good getting old. But Can, um, we, get a, can we get a sponsor for his medical updates? Well, yeah. he's got an appointment a week. Yeah. You're at a doctor's appointment I know, every it's other ridiculous. week. I'm just going gonna to make fun of you. I'm tired of it. Well, stop going. I, well, I need to. <laughs> That's the lesson here. Stop going to the damn doctor all but the time. But just, just watching Media Day from afar and seeing how Travis carried himself and thinking about the last two months of that. Like the last two months of that season last year, it was pretty fun to cover this team. Well, I know people got mad about Clemson and people got mad well, about NC State. But overall, it was more fun I've had than I've had on this beat in five years. And now that most of that team is coming back, and if it can just be similar to that, I feel I'm excited about it. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Eight, seven, eight, nine wins, just 
just be fun again. It's so funny to hear you say it because seven wins is not a great season. Eight wins. Oh, I, I, eight wins they're not having like a great, a great season. season. But that, but but I mean, honestly, it's just weird. One game, like the margins are so small. Yeah. This team, there's so many 50-50 games, so many one-score games, at least in terms of the spread. And it starts with LSU. But Louisville will be the same way. They'll be underdogs by a field goal. You know, I mean, it's something yeah. around that. And then you go through every one of these, even NC State, whom, you know, I think is going to beat Florida State. But you could win that game. You wouldn't be stunned if you won that game. Uh, you're probably going to be an underdog to at least maybe six, seven games where it's just it's that close. It's they're right all there. within a, they're all within one score. I would imagine Easily. every game they play, the spread will be within one score. Mm. Every game. I think the road Miami game has the potential to be a, an eight or nine point game, depending on how. Van well, Dyke we'll see how that year. goes. Yeah. We'll see how November. their season goes. I mean, there's no guarantees of first year coaching staff. I mean, look, Agreed. Mario Cristobal's done a great job in recruiting, but it's not like he's set the world on fire everywhere he's coached. We'll see. We'll see how it what goes. Do you think they are on the road against NC State? Who a lot of people I think, think that would be the Atlantic. That, again, though, it's, it goes how the first. I would say right now, if I was setting lines on all these games in August, which we're almost in August. Um, I wouldn't have any of them. The most it would be would be BNC State, maybe by right. eight or nine. But either way, that's not a thirty point. Correct. Can't you're win allowed this to game. win. You're allowed to win a game as an underdog, and, and they did last year. They yeah. were eighteen point underdogs to North Carolina, and they won by ten. I mean that you seldom see a twenty eight point flip. Right. I mean, that's crazy. So if they take the, the the level of play you're referencing that we saw in the back half, and they play that way consistently from the jump. This could be a real fun season. Like they could, I, I somebody the other day said, "How do you think they'll fun, be?" Fun, fun, not as uh, we're not expecting championships. But no, fun, fun is year. like competitive games, wins, more wins than losses for the first time around here in a long time. God, it's just, so weird to say that. Just bring it out. Just bring what you had last year, the last two months into this season, and build off it. Yeah, I think in, in those games you talked about. I mean, there's there's, I mean, there's two or three games that are going to be tough, really tough for Florida State to win. NC State's one of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think at Miami with their quarterback, mm -hmm. you're going to be on the road. It's going to be a really tough game. And 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 I think, um, you know, Clemson here is Clemson not here. Be easy. Clemson yeah. here. We'll see what they do with their quarterback situation. But those three games, to me, if Florida State wins any of them, great. But I you, I don't think you're going to walk out of those games. But the way I think this team's going to play, you're not going to walk out embarrassed by any of them. So if yeah, you don't they've have had any, way too many moments like that in the so last several yeah, years. So if you don't have any embarrassing losses and you win seven, eight games, man, that is, you know, you you I think people would feel good about the direction of the program. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you but we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system we're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love most about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. So if you look at the final segment here, another reminder, we are going to be live next hour. Mm-hmm. So as you hang in there with us for the rest of this hour, uh, we are probably, we're, probably wearing different clothes. Well, us, a guarantee. us two are. You've kind of pledged that you were going to wear the I'll, same I'll bring it back. I'll bring back my You're going to wear that holiday. to the luncheon? Yeah. Or you uh, no, I'll no, probably no, wear yeah. something, a collar shirt to the luncheon probably. So we're traversing back as you guys are listening and watching this on uh, Warchant TV and 93.3 Real Talk Radio. By the way, if you are watching on Warchant TV, like and subscribe. Uh, just, to, just to note that um, if that's the case, um, then we're probably in a really good mood. We're about to pull in the parking lot, and we're talking about what we just heard from the head coach. And I have a feeling he's going to come across as pretty excited, the same way we were last segment. I think yeah. he's pretty excited about this group. I think he knows he's got a chance to win some football games for the first time since he's arrived. And that's got to be – uh, an infusion of life for a guy that cares deeply about winning and hasn't done a lot of it. Correct. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, and and I, you know, and I, I get the point. Some people will, will rightly point out that coaches and staffs are usually very upbeat and optimistic this time of, of year. Yeah, they don't everybody's come out and do, We're gonna suck. No, right. Hang with us, folks. But I would, hang tight. But I would say that there are people around the program who we talk to mm. who maybe in years past. We're not super optimistic, even though the coaching staff was presenting a very positive face. So, um, and I've, you know, just from t- people t- I've talked to feel good about this, the chances of this team. They're not, they can't guarantee anything, but they feel much better about things than they did last year, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. You're referencing the truth tellers. That's the funny thing. It's like we all have sources, and there are some guys we know you can count on to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And then there are guys that are always pie in the sky. And then there are guys that are perpetually negative. And so you know to throw them all out in various portions. But the guys that are your truth tellers, and we'll never reveal those sources, but they're the guys that have you know been around, they've seen a thing or two, they understand football. Those Iris right, those guys will come up to you if you if you're talking to them, you know, off the record, they'll tell you, I feel good about where this is headed. I feel good about this team, and I think we're about to see real progress. And that's a positive sign because those guys in the past have come up to me and said, This is gonna be yeah. this could be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hate that conversation. We've all had it. You're over there yeah. at the practice facility. You're watching practice, and then you get in a little chit chat, and they're like, "I don't know, guys." And you know? there have been times where I'm like, kind of almost counseling other people, like <laughs> close to, like, "Hey, man, it could be all right. I mean, this guy might come through." No, and, no. <laughs> just, it's not uh, going to be all right, Ira. Don't, don't love this or that, but yeah, we'll see, man. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm just ready for it to get started, and I do think we'll have an idea. You know. In the spring, I mean, it's not like we went through the spring every day thinking, okay, you know, this is going to be great or right, this position right. is going to be great. But they've added some pieces to to help some of those concerns. I think the biggest concern a lot of us had in spring practice was the offensive line. And they went out and got three more yeah. transfer offensive linemen. That should be a big help. Their but, margin for error has improved. Yeah, like we said, like we did last week. If you go position by position, they're better at every single one. Should be, theoretically, 
They're betting at, better at every single one across the board. Except for other defensive, defensive end. Yeah. That's one out of, what, 10? Um, th- they've gotten better. And again, if you just factor in how they looked at the end of last season, I, I just think, now that's, those are two big losses. It's not just Jermaine Johnson. Keir Thomas was yeah. maybe your second best defensive really player last player. year. Yeah. Um, and he's not here either. So those are big, those are big shoes to fill, but they brought in guys to try to fill them and they got better at every single position across the board. It's also three years in now. So yeah, they should, you should feel a little bit more optimism than you have. And last year they had what, two embarrassing losses. Uh, well, of the four games to start the year, I'd, I'd say Wake was embarrassing. Wake and, was embarrassing. And, and Jacksonville obviously State Jacksonville was embarrassing. State. And that's it. First uh, half against Louisville was. Yeah, but the way they fought back kind of changed I, their season. I know, but man, that first half. Was a, no was football a, team should a personal affront. Like it was a personal affront to the yeah, fandom. That was, that was difficult to watch. I would, I would also, it's funny because. But my point was the year before, I think they had five horribly yeah. embarrassing losses. Oh, buddy, we could document yeah. it, and we have. Uh, the amount of times that this team has fallen short and really embarrassed themselves for a variety of reasons. I do want to see, I, I, I trust Jordan Travis is going to be better this year, partly because I think he's going to grow. And I also think that the, uh, the teams are better around him. So that that's all helpful. I really do want to see if Tate Rodemaker has a really good fall. I, I he needs to, I, I'm not one that's going to assume Jordan Travis is going to get hurt. I'm not going down that road. If he does, he does. That would suck, and there is a history, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's bigger and stronger, healthier, whatever. But I just want to know that if Tate comes in, they can play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just show me they can play a game. Like yep. last year, you're like, well, Jesus, this is over. We got no shot. Well, nobody should be more excited about the improved depth on the offensive line than Tate Rodemaker. Yeah. Because he and A.J. Duffy playing behind the, in the second and third offense, and you're running for your life. You There's – I mean, you can't even execute plays because the second team defensive line is so much better than the second team offensive line. If you've got guys now, they're going to have guys on the second team offensive line who've played a lot of college football. That's going to help Tate Rodemaker show what he can do. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah. Um, that to know. me is the biggest. I, I think if you told me right now, Jordan Travis is going to start and finish twelve all 12 games, Woo. I would say the eight worst they'll do good. is eight wins. Yeah. The wor- Literally, that's how much I just from those last he went five and two in his last seven games as a starter. But that's my one question is what, what if you told me he only started six and Rodemaker starts? What's six? your, well, yeah, are they going to win any of those he, six? How good does Tate look? How many strides does he make? Cause that to me is more than defensive end. That is by far the biggest question mark is what happens if you lose your quarterback. And as Ira points out rightly, nobody's really good when they lose their quarterback. Georgia can withstand it. Alabama can withstand it. That's about it. Um, Ohio state. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But, Florida State can't. Teams like Florida State can't. But I just wonder how much better Rodemaker is going to look, even from the spring until till now. There's just a happy medium. There is my point. Like, yes, nobody's good. If you have aspirations of winning the conference and your starting quarterback goes down, you're not winning the conference. Right. For most teams, you should but still you be able don't to get have to, to fall a off a cliff. Yeah, you, you don't have to just not be competitive. Yeah, you can still get to a bowl. That's all I'm saying. Get us to where if he goes down, you're like, okay, well, hold your breath. Hopefully he's okay. Maybe he's just going to miss a quarter or a game, whatever. How's Tate going to do? Now it matters the game. Obviously, if you're playing Clemson or NC State, you're like, well, I don't know that they were going to win that game with Jordan. But yeah. but, but against the marginal middling ACC, can Tate come in and lead you to a win? If you play stout defense, can he do enough? Can he beat off- Georgia Tech? Well, geez, Louise, I would hope. That's well, like I mean, that's that's- a, I mean, you don't know, though. I mean, yeah, you don't know, but I mean, come can on. he beat Georgia Tech? Can he beat, can he beat Boston, Boston College, College at yeah. home? I mean, those are the right. those are the games you would need a back. I need a yes. That, this fall needs to show me a yes in that category. Well, and the reality is, man, it isn't 
everything's not lost if that doesn't happen. And I and I I have more confidence in Tate Rodemaker than a lot of people, than probably most people. But if it didn't work, if he if he's in a game like that against Georgia Tech and playing poorly for two quarters, it's gonna be time to see what AJ Duffy does because freshman play, man. Fresh, um, he yeah. It's it tough would, at quarterback, though. It is, but you Especially, see freshman quarterbacks play. Not on great teams. No. Not usually have a ton of success. Yeah, you're going to be think, something to watch. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to just beat your head against the wall is, is if, okay, he's a true freshman. We can't even consider it. And, you know, I mean. That's actually a good point because I was just talking about how much better is Tate in the fall. He took a step forward in the spring. I don't count the spring game. That was crazy. But he took a step forward in the spring. How much better is yeah? Yeah, that's, AJ could be a lot better in the in the fall. He had some moments in his, the spring where you're like, ooh, okay. I mean, there I don't have any doubt about his talent. I think the kid is super talented. He just once they got into eleven on eleven, it and started like, going quick. It, for I mean, him. you could tell he was swimming. I kind of felt for, sorry for him. I I know what it's like to be out. I never played quarterback, but to be out there as a freshman and you take a huge step up in competition, you start looking around like you're just afraid to move. You don't yeah. even know because you're going to screw something up and everybody's kind of looking at you because you, you're a step slow. Yeah. And I can only imagine how accelerated that is if you're a quarterback because yeah. you touch the ball every play, so you can't hide. And you got to know what everybody else is doing. Yeah. yeah. But, he, but he's got talent, man. But good news is Jordan's not going to get hurt. That's He'll right. play all 12 games, and I, January 1st, we're going to be somewhere. That's all I'm saying. Oh, buddy. All I'm not Shreveport? Oh, God, no. No, no, never, never again. Never again, folks. Oh, so, hey, hang in there for us. Hour number two, forthcoming. It's not going to be headliner questions. It's going to mostly be our reaction to what we just saw at the FSU football kickoff. Maybe a couple live chat questions. Yeah, you can throw them at us because we're live starting in a few minutes. So stay with us. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. And we're on our way back now. Probably walking into the studio as you're Mm. watching and listening to this final, uh, final few minutes of this hour. All right, boys. Uh, hour number two forthcoming. Stay with us.